Today's message will be a somewhat different message than what I usually preach. A lot of times when I'm preaching, I'm preaching for us as individuals. But today I'm going to be preaching mainly for us as a church. Because some of you are doing an outstanding job as individuals in the body of Christ. But that's not quite where we are as a church. The title of today's message is Only Be Strong and Be Courageous. Let's pray. Lord, we pray that as we look at your word today, that you would speak to our hearts, that you would encourage us, that you would build us up, that you would make us the body of Christ that you're calling us to be, and we would fulfill our role in building the temple of God. Words in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. How many of you have ever been placed in a position in which you were given something to do and you weren't quite sure you were capable of doing the job? May have been trying out for a team, may have been going away to school, may have been getting a promotion on a job. So he, he 
against the Red Sea, but with the Egyptians coming after them, Moses simply raised his hand with his staff, and the Red Sea parted, and they went through. And then he closed the sea back with his hand. Moses asked God for some bread in the desert, and he gave them manna from heaven. He asked God for some meat. God sent all the chicken they could eat in the forms of quail, just coming in, flying in for them to grab them and eat them. Moses asked for water, and God sent water out of a uh, rock. When they were in battle, as long as Moses' hands were up, they were winning. When Moses' hands came down, they were losing. God spoke face to face with Moses, and he called him up on Mount Sinai to give him the Ten Commandments. When Moses came down into the tabernacle and went in to talk to God, his face would just turn as bright as the sun. He had to wear a covering over his face because everybody was looking at him and wouldn't stop looking at him. Moses put down rebellion against his authority. Moses led the people right up to the promised land. And because they had gotten a bad report of how strong the enemy was, they refused to go into it. They later blamed Moses for having led them in the desert for 40 years. They tried to get rid of him. Some of them wanted to go back to Egypt. Never again was there a leader like Moses who did all the kinds of miracles he did until Jesus Christ came along. And one person who was watching Moses the way God was using him, he was watching the way the people were giving Moses all kinds of headaches and grief, was his aide by the name of Joshua. And for Joshua, Moses was as close to God as you could get. He was just this fantastic leader. But the scripture starts off in Joshua, but now Moses has died. And the people are thinking, Joshua is going to step up into his shoes. Now, how many of y'all remember that small event in Cleveland basketball history when uh, the Brown Kings left Cleveland? Three of y'all still remember it, but the rest of y'all, I'll let you know. He did. Now, suppose your phone had rang that day, and uh, it was the Cleveland Cavaliers corner, and they said to you, we know you've been watching LeBron since he was playing high school ball in Akron, and you've been watching him through all his pro games, so we know that you have learned his skill. And we want you to take his place 
they tend to come to church much more regularly than those of us in the second service. In the second service, our attendance has decreased from an average of about 175 to 200 on a Sunday to our current average in July of 116. That means 40% of the people who said, I'm committed to New Life at Calvary, aren't coming to church. At the heart of our problem has been the same as the children of Israel, complaining and forgetting what's the main thing. The main thing for the children of Israel was to get to know who God was and get to the promised land. That was their main thing. You know what they did? They forgot about the main thing. They started complaining about such things as, when are we going to get some more meat to eat? How long do we have to stand at this mountain listening to God talk to Moses up there? Couldn't we just send him up there and get the information so we can go about what we're doing? They wanted to know, they complained about how hard it was going to be in the promised land. They complained about Moses' leadership. Maybe we should choose somebody else and go back to Egypt. They complained about who got to be priests. Who, got, who else should be given a chance to lead? Now they were getting free manna from heaven. And before it was over, they was complaining. This manna only come in one flavor. And we sick and tired of eating the same flavor. This thing is getting more. What was the main thing for New Life to tell? Jesus gave us two. The first one was. To love one another as he has loved us. The second was, go into all the world and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, of the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you until the end of the age. All right, those are the main things. Let me ask you this. How many of you have heard somebody complaining about the church? Complaining about the pastors? Complaining about the music? Complaining about the kids? Complaining about the service is too long? The sermon was too long? Complaining about the adults? Complaining about the food? Complaining that the coffee during coffee hour wasn't what you thought it should be. Complaining about the pastries during coffee hour. When was the last time one of these people who was doing all this complaining said, I'm sick and tired of New Life and Calvary keeping me from loving people in the church like God told me to love? I want to go out and make disciples like Jesus told me, and they won't let me do it. 
to reach people who are lost. Now we must never change the message of the gospel. The message of the gospel is that God loves you. God loves you in your worst moments. He loves you in your best moments. He loves you because Jesus Christ died on the cross to save you from your sins. And on the third day, he rose to give you life and to give it to you more abundantly. People need to know that they can do nothing to save themselves except put their faith in Christ. For it is through believing in Christ that people are saved. God told us, be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. My friends, we likewise are still going to be committed to accepting the Bible as the word of God, no matter what our society says. We are not going to compromise the truth of the word of God to make the gospel more appealing to people who don't want to get saved in the first place. Joshua chose to believe that God had called him and equipped him to lead the people. So he gave the command to the officers and the people, get yourselves together, because in three days we're going over the Jordan to take possession of the land your God has given you. Now Joshua was planning preparing the people for a relaunch of their mission. There wasn't going to be a debate, there wasn't going to be a discussion this time around. They weren't going to send anybody into the land to see how strong the people were. No, in three days they were going in. I believe the best way for us to save new life in Calvary is for us to die so that we can rise again to new life after a relaunch. God told Joshua that Moses was dead because God knew that he was getting ready to do something new and was going to relaunch them from a wandering group of people to making them a prosperous nation. I sincerely believe in my heart that God wants to do the same thing for us. But that we need to prepare for the relaunch. We want the right people in the right places for ministry so that we can be both effective for God and to do things with excellence. We're going to start this next Sunday. Next Sunday we're going to help you discover the spiritual gift that God has placed inside of you. To move this church into a deeper relationship with God and to reach others for Christ. Our elders and deacons and everybody that was at the leadership meeting, they're going to be sitting next to you, helping you to discover what your spiritual gift is right during service. How many of you know that God has called you to be a leader? Okay, for the other 99% that didn't know it, God has called you to be a leader. He said you are a kingdom of priests, a royal nation, a chosen people. Don't you think he's expecting you to do some leading with all the titles? That next time. 
Sunday, which is our anniversary Sunday. We're going to have one joint service in which we relaunch our new congregation into a body that's truly reaching the world for Christ by going forth and making disciples of all nations. In the meantime, before we get to that Sunday, we want to have a symbolic relaunching of our building. We just got a new roof over there on the fellowship hall at no cost to us. We want to relaunch from the moment you walk into the door from the parking lot all the way until you get to the sanctuary by repainting that whole area. So that come our anniversary Sunday, we're going to feel like we're walking into something new. We want you to volunteer to help us paint. You say, Pastor Rick, I'd love to, but arthritis got set in. I understand that. We don't want you to paint. We want you to buy the paintbrush. But we want you to help us by purchasing a gallon of paint. Five dollars to get us a brush, twenty dollars to get us a can of paint. We want you to begin to utilize your gifts, not only in the ministry of the church, but in ways in which we can serve our community. How many of you know there's way too much violence in our community? We see the senseless violence that's going on in our nation. We want to start being a heart of compassion to the families that are left behind by this violence. We want to show up at some of the pictures, and we want to serve refreshments in the name of Christ. And we want to offer words of hope to those who are there. We want to have ministry teams that will actually take food to families who've lost a loved one through violence. Amen. Our session has already voted. Anybody in our community who needs a place to hold a funeral or needs a place for a repast because they lost a family member to violence, they can use our facilities absolutely free. We want to share the conversation with our community. And when we have those services, we want some of you to show up as ushers to help out. When families say they need, they want to do a repast in our church, we want you to volunteer to say, yeah, we'll even serve your food for you. You just sit down. We want to be the arms, the compassion of Christ to those who are hurting. We want to make a difference in the lives of those who are facing difficult pregnancies by helping mobile the women and the men. We've been supporting Hannah House, but we want to start looking at how we can get our own new life at Calvary House. So that we can take care of these young women and we can have a ministry to these young men, helping them to take their roles as fathers seriously. You may say, Pastor Rick, didn't you say we were in need of some money for the church? I believe that when we do what God tells us to do in the way God tells us to do it, God opens doors that we can go in We want every organization in our church, in 
church becoming an eco-congregation. He's praying that their church will grow to have enough members so that they can come under us and become another eco-church here in Cleveland. There's another group in our church. God has placed a heart on several of them to start a congregation on the west side called Legacy City Church. And God has already touched other churches both in our presbytery and outside of our presbytery to come alongside Legacy City. They come up with money, with a building,
kingdom of God. My friends, we need to claim the promise that God gave to Joshua to be strong and to be courageous. And to also claim the promise that Jesus gave to us when he said, when you go, remember this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Let's not just not pray. Oh God, make us more courageous, make us more brave, so that we'll tell people about God. Now let's pray, God, make us courageous and bold enough to love people in the way that you love them so that what we do will be done with the right hope. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for what you're going to do in and through.